Hello, Craggy Island Rugby was in Treviso this week for round six of the Pro 12. A 9-6 win over the locals keeps Connacht ticking along nicely. Just one defeat in six now. A hugely intense battle that finished with Connacht defending their line, but they did just enough to win. It won't go down in history as one of the better games, but in terms of compelling viewing and in terms of the importance of the four points, it will be remembered for quite some time by Connacht. After the game, we spoke to players and coaches alike, but before that, let's uh, take a little bit of audio that we recorded after the Galway Bay FM commentary. Jerry O'Donnell was our co-commentator, the former Connacht Junior Interpro and Ballina Senior Cup winner was on the mic with me during the match and after the game I caught up with him to get his thoughts on what was a really battling display from Connacht but one which they were probably fortunate enough just to sneak out the win. Jerry O'Donnell, full-time whistle. You're, the two of us are a bit exhausted on commentating on that game. It was kind of a, it was a difficult game to commentate on because it was a difficult game really to watch with all the disruptions and the stoppages. But it's one of those nights where Connacht again showed their resolve and dug out a win without playing well. They did, and for probably not for the first time this season or last season, the players that they brought in to replace injured players or tired players played a, a, a huge part. You know, it's a big change in the times when when Connacht could bring on subs that will add to the game rather than just uh, detract from it if anything but the guys they brought in there tonight you know David Heffernan fantastic game Willie Falloon from Dungannon magnificent young man definitely a future Irish international and if he leaves Connacht after a year or two and goes on to some one of the other provinces as a better player Connacht should feel very proud that they have developed another Irish international but uh, Kieran Marnian again fantastic Jack Carty let there be no doubt about it each game that young man is playing he's growing into better and better and uh, it's only a matter of time before um, they get the recognition they deserve. They, they started so well. Had they got an early try, they might have eased uh, into it. But Treviso got confidence from Connick's failure to do that. They did. And Connick had a lot to deal with in the they second did. half. And you made the point too that they were missing a little bit of leadership in the front row and Nathan White. They had yeah. to get around a few problems and yeah. they did. Yeah, they, not alone that. You might have seen as the game progressed the Connick um, uh, changed their style a little bit. Cartier 10 and leader at 15 kicked in behind the Treviso defence, made them turn back. Nine times out of ten, Connacht were up on them, closed them down, and they kept the game inside the, the opposition 22, which is it's the old way, but in my opinion, sometimes it's the best way. A great atmosphere here as the Treviso team come around and applaud their fans. This is We were saying that this is a great town for rugby, isn't it? Compared, compared, and I compare it to Parma, but before I compare it to Parma, this is one of Europe's great rugby towns. This is one of Europe's great rugby towns. It's a town about roughly the size of Galway, about 85, 90,000 people steeped in rugby. Um, and, you know, they, they, they love the game here and they're not prepared to lie down too easily. A lot of money has been pumped into this region by the uh, International Rugby Board and you can see the fruits of it, let there be no doubt about that, you know. I mean, you would expect a, an Irish team coming from the top three positions or top four positions in the uh, Pro 12 to come here and get an easy victory. No such thing. These guys physically and technically are equal to the best and we might have noticed there tonight they had one or two overseas players but if you turn the clock back five or six years ago they probably had nine or ten overseas players. So, I mean, gradually they're coming through just like Connacht and I don't think we can let the occasion pass without paying tribute to the development of, of the Connacht rugby players. And again, I would stress the point be they from Tralee or from Tipperary or Timbuktu if they're qualified to play for Ireland let them come to Connacht let 
them get grounding there. They're in the hands of Dan McFarlane, Pat Lamb, and Nigel Carroll, and Corey Brown, Jimmy Duffy. Fantastic people who have the interests of those young men at heart. And, you know, we could see it there tonight. Shane Delahunt again. Two, two guys from Kilkenny College. Who would have thought of a few years ago? Greg Ronaldson and Shane Delahunt that they would be on the, on the, on the European stage. Mm. You know, the players themselves, their parents, and the clubs they came from, and certainly the schools they came from, should take huge, huge kudos from it. You mentioned you're travelling with a, a, a big iconic crew, including Jack Carty's dad. Um, yes. He must be so proud of his oh. son and how he's developing. I had a chat with him before uh, before today. Yeah. He's so calm, he's so focused. I, I, a couple of years ago, I, I was involved with helping him out in some of their media training, and it was really interesting to see how intense Jack Carty was about every element. Nigel Carolan is a very intense course for the academy players. They do everything from cooking classes to working with the elderly to building characters as well. But Jack Carty is one of these guys who doesn't just want to be a good out half. He wants to be a good all-round rugby ambassador, be, and you can see it. Like. He wants to be a good person, and he wants to be a model and an ambassador for the game of rugby. And uh, as would David Herfernan, and I must say Robbie Hinshaw. Dara leader tonight. Dara leader. These what young men. But, you know, these guys don't take this from the wind. This is coming through the genes over the years. And, you know, as, it, as life goes on, the next generation of, of leaders, Carties, Heffernans, um, Max Sharries, all these young men, it's better and better they're getting. It's a long, long process, but it's getting there. Leader tonight was spectacular, just to finish. And, I mean, and, and we got to remember, this is a guy who was thrown in and everyone, whoa, uh, is it a bit early for him? And, uh, like, what, what's happened with Eric Elwood initially and now with Pat Lamb, the young players coming through our own developed system in Connacht are being given a chance mm. and being trusted. I, you know, let there be no doubt about it, you know, and I, I, I think that Connacht Rugby deserves huge credit for mm. what they're doing. Up in, in North Connacht, where I reside, today in Ballina and yesterday, the six schools played rugby games. Belmullet, um, Lacken Cross, Innesgrown, Eastkey, and two schools from Cross Malina. And some of these guys that played in those games will definitely grace the rugby fields of Ireland. Maybe not at this level, but some of the senior clubs will definitely reap the benefit of those guys, which in turn puts pressure on players above them to increase their, 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 their standards. And that's where it's going to. So well done the rugby union for the investment they're making in people. Bell Mullet, the last quarter that we hadn't explored, and you're helping them explore it. So that's every quarter of the province, right for Carrick and Shannon, down to Anguilla. But I think the other thing that really happens, and you'll notice this too, because we both come from Mayo, we come from towns that like the rugby, actually loved their rugby, but at the same time didn't necessarily buy into the Connacht cause at the start because they weren't sure what it was. Now you're hearing people talking about, like I'm hearing people in, in, in town just coming up to me and saying, how well are Connacht playing? This, results get attention, results get people thinking, yes. this is good. And not alone that, you're quite, you put your finger on that Robert, and I, I, I emphasise this at rugby meeting quite recently, that when you have players from places like Craigs and Ballina, uh, Ballina Slow, Athlone, Westport, Castlebar, Sligo, playing for their province, People associate with them, link in with them, and they have the pride of saying, that's one of our boys out there, we'll go and support them. And they bring family and friends along, and that's how it grows, you know, and it, it's fantastic to see it. Patrick Daly from my own club in Ballinrobe got his international honours, and he's playing with Connacht Underage, and again, he's a guy that will come up in a topic of conversation and another hope. So it is that link. Listen, we've had a good night here in, in Treviso, but it was really important that they won this game, wasn't it? Absolutely important. And when you, when you do mention Patrick Daly, again, yeah. not from the wind that came, Joe Daly, fantastic yeah, player. For I played with and against Joe Daly and I can tell you this much Patrick Daly is good and his father was good Patrick will be even better yeah another Great. one that's coming through thanks for, thanks for all your help tonight pleasure down in the dressing rooms in Treviso afterwards we spoke to players and coaches alike we're going to have a little bit of a mix of some of that audio as well let's start with Connick's captain John Muldoon Another tough 80 minutes for you personally and for your team as well. And, uh, you know, not a pretty win, but a kind of win that Connacht are getting this season that maybe they wouldn't have got other seasons. 
I don't think you can underestimate how important that win is, Rob. Mm. Um, the lads are absolutely battered inside. Um, they might be bottom of the league, but we give them big, big respect coming over here. We knew it was going to be very, very tough. Um, they possibly would have picked this game from a, a couple of games out and said this was their opportunity to get a, a good win at home, and um, it certainly felt that way. Um, God, it was tough out there. It was. It was. Um, it wasn't for the faint-hearted, now to be honest. Um, it probably wasn't the best to watch, but geez, it was tough. Um, I've got a. Um, I've got a. I suppose compliment our fellas um, on how they dug in there and at times we, we made a lot of mistakes and I think that was because they put us under a lot of pressure um, and to come out and some of that play in the second half um, it wasn't pretty but some, you can't underestimate some of those kicks into the corner Dara running the ball back Robbie running the ball back it was outstanding um, that really lifts you as a team and especially as a forward pack when you see that happening um, it was really really good and I tell you um, we're going places Rob um, one of these days we're going to click and we're going to start playing really well um, that's the thing John like it's 18 points it's one defeat in six and there's plenty of games where we where Connacht haven't really performed to the top of their ability no we're, we're getting fits and starts and we're getting seeing little, some little snippets of what we can do but we haven't gelled yet um, properly for whatever reason um, and as I said there was times there when it wasn't pretty and it didn't go right for us but we pulled it together some good individual play some real good team play and um, we got a a win and this is a really tough place to come to Um, we were saying that all week tough place to come to if you told me um, we were going to win by 20 points at the start of the week I would have laughed at you I knew this was going to be tough I Even jumped. after the start you had, where you had a lot of possession, I presume at that stage you knew once you hadn't got on the scoreboard, this is going to be a dogfight. We knew it was going to be a dogfight before we ever came here. And it reaffirmed, um, just before we came in at the end of the warm-up, I, I told the boys, be ready for um, be ready for a battle and be ready for a frantic pace on the game. And that's what we got. Um, being honest, that's the toughest game I've played this year. Um, it, it was absorbing. The, the ball was in play for a long time. Um, like there's a lot of times when the ball was up in the air but you're, you're working hard in the middle and it, it takes a lot out of you um, there's a lot of battered bodies in there thankfully we've we've an uh, 8 day turnaround now to come out of that but um, look uh, to me that is a, a huge huge win um, we were very disappointed last week um, we could be sitting here with 20-21 points and um, look that's going to happen um, I don't think we got the bounce of the ball today because I think we deserved the win. Um, we probably got the bounce of the ball in one or two of the games where a decision or two goes for you and it went against us last weekend, but that's going to come around. You're going to have that in games. Um, obviously, we, we had our opportunities to close out the game last week, but again, that's a huge win. Shane Delahunt, just to pick one guy out for a second, you're looking at a 20-year-old there. You know, you have a lot of years on him at the moment. And this thing, what you, when you look at him and think of yourself as a 20-year-old and think what he did today under so much pressure? I'm delighted for him. Um, he got awarded an academy contract this, this week. Um, absolutely due to nothing only hard work uh, I never even heard of him didn't know anything about him um, until the, the week we were going to Claremont um, didn't know who he was I saw this kid turning up and um, in fairness to him in the space of two months he's abs- he's changed his body shape he's he's worked extremely hard and um, 
when he told me he lived about 15 miles from my home house, so I was kind of going, where, who? But um, he's, yeah, he's down the road in Burr, yeah. Yeah, so uh, look, he's got a good attitude, um, a bit like knee good attitude, works hard, puts in the hours on and off the pitch in um, when he's trying. And I suppose that the big thing for anybody is... Um it might be forced on us sometimes, but we're not afraid to throw in our youth. And there has to be people out there in, in Ireland looking at the Connacht Academy and going, Jesus, I need to get myself in there because the, the lads are playing year in, year out, getting opportunities. And there's, there's massive opportunities to be had in big games like this. You can play in A games, you can play in AIL, you can do all these things. But if you're getting that experience at that age it's only going to stand to you and um, in fairness to him he took a couple of big knocks there and he got up every single time and he's a hardy little boy and he's only going to get better um, Hef had a had a hard night last week and when you look back through the video it, there was a couple of mistakes made and unfortunately all the hookers get blamed for everything but um, we worked hard this week we had a good line out it functioned very well for us but um, we've got to take as much flack um, for the way the line out didn't perform last week but I must compliment the two boys Ali and Mick thought their uh, calling in the line out was exceptional today so all round um, very good start for Shane and hopefully he'll, he'll get better and better and grow I just want to ask you at the end of about two other of our young stars tonight. Daryl Leader got man of the match. Jack Carty put them on the back foot time and again with some great kicking in the second half. Two good performances. Two very good performances. Um, the big thing for me is you've got young players and they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And we saw middle middle of the second half a couple of mistakes um, luckily there was a bit of a, a schmazzle and we could get together and we could have a little chat and I was saying that was probably a good time yeah, for actually a break wasn't it, it was a good time um, we had a couple of little um, errors in communication and a ball dropped between two fellas and one or two kicks out in the full and we had a little chat brought it in but that's the calibre of player you're talking about we have now they make one or two errors they're able to move on and then produce some absolutely sensational kicks and some sensational runs into the corner and that's what you, that's what you want from these young fellas um, to be able to forget about those mistakes and move on and as I said earlier um, when you get those uh, the, the lads putting you in the right areas it makes a big difference Kind of coach Pat Lamb was in great form after this victory. His side are on 18 points, top five and looking strong as they look to continue to push on in this competition and into Europe next week where they play La Rochelle. Let's get into it. Pat, these are the ones like that are really, really important because, look, it wasn't pretty, but it's a very big four points for Connacht. Oh, that's massive. I mean, there's no doubt, like the boys have been here for a while saying that we normally lose those games and I was here last year. And what we've got to appreciate is that this is a game Treviso targeted and we've done a lot of a lot of analysis on them and they were not the same team uh, that they've been in these other games and uh, they came real hard at us and, and the boys just had to guts it out and you know when we uh, um, you know we had some pretty good control on the game and uh, you know yeah we made some errors but uh, to, I'm, I'm really proud of this group I think uh, uh, to, to guts that out and get the four points is, is, is like I said massive It's funny in the early stages it looked like maybe this will be okay maybe this will be a comfortable enough game for Connor because you're getting in behind them you're getting to the 22 I'd say you got to, had a feeling around 20 five minutes that this could be a real dog fight yeah. now because he hadn't scored like. yeah definitely I think one of the things that we uh, highlighted is that we weren't make our attack was flat and uh, guys weren't holding their runs and if they were patient they could have uh, you know picked them off and, and again because they were so physical and, and it was you know a bit of dewy ground out there too that we needed to um, just 
just take some time on the ball. And we spoke about that at half time. But certainly, uh, once it was close, that these guys, we knew they'll, they'll, they'll continue to uh, they'll come out. And then we, then we knew at, at about. 20 to go, it's a dogfight and we just had to play at the other end of the field and you know, fair play to, to Jack and young Jack and, and, and Craig Ronaldson you know, and, and Daryl Leader. You know, Robbie, all of these boys got us on the right end of the pitch. They did, they did well, and that's a great learning for, the, for us, uh, particularly that young group. You keep saying it, they, like Jack's great example. He figured it out as the game went on yeah. and started to change his game plan. When he started those kicks, they really got on the back foot. Yeah, definitely. You know, again, we, um, you know, we talked about not playing in the right end of the field, and you know, I think right from the start of the game, we made, a, we made uh, maybe not the best decision to go. It wasn't what we talked about, and we showed. Uh, I, was, I was a bit concerned the first play, and we got caught in our own line, and we, we, we practiced about getting it down there. But to see them re- regroup and then start putting pressure and putting them down that other end and, and again if our attack was right we could have uh, you know got some tries in there however you know it's come second half once it was a dog fight they, they, the boys held a lot of composure got some real good shape on our uh, on our kick and we got some good chase on it and we knew that if we played in the other end then we'd be fine You could flip the book and go in there and be fuming about all the mistakes and all the scrappiness and not seeing this through how, how do you think that through and, and like not get too enthusiastic but underline how important the win is? Oh yeah again because you know like last week and, and even against Glasgow we did some really good stuff and we'll go through that of course but but ultimately uh, you know we go through the process to get the outcome and we'll keep mm-hmm. saying that and and ultimate and probably you know we had an opportunity in that first half to, to get some distance we didn't and that was our own and we'll look at that process but then within we had a situation we had to gut it out and the same was like last year we were, we were this close last year and then it just blew out and you know you could see the the mental fortitude that these guys have got and and the way they work hard and particularly that last play where they broke and the guys getting back and and it's, um, you know, really, really proud of them. Dara Leader tonight, I, I can't get over how well he played overall. We know he's getting better every game. There's one stage in the first half, he made three consecutive tackles in one phase. In the second half, some of his line breaks. Yeah, again, uh, what's pleasing on that? You know, that was part of our learnings against Cardiff. You know, we, we were playing the ball, passing it too deep in our own half last week. We talked about getting direct and take it take it forward and, and get going forward. And, geez, he did it three or four times and he, he broke the line. And, and, um, and we trained that on the back of uh, what happened to Cardiff. And that's just an example, again, of... Um, you know, learning, come back, put it in place the next game, and uh, you know, and Darren did superb in that. It was uh, spring before Connacht reached 18 points last season. It's incredible to think that the first quarter, if you like, of the season is done now, and Connacht are on the 18 point mark. Yeah, it is. I mean, we. You know, we're, we're, we're pleased. I mean, uh, you know, we now, you know, move to uh, the, Euro- the European Challenge Cup now and um, back home, La Rochelle, and a big game. But I think uh, the boys, uh, when you consider, uh, you know, what's still to come and you consider the, the, the youth of the team, uh, you consider the lack of experience in the team, it's just, uh, it's a magnificent achievement what these guys have done through pre-season to get us to here. But we're not satisfied. We know that. We've just given ourselves a launch pad to, uh, you know, to pick it up once we get over uh, these next couple of Europe games getting over these games what's your mindset going into these Challenge Challenge Cup games what do you want in terms of momentum and in terms of results I mean we've got a simple outcome we want to be in that final in England right you know there's, there's no doubt about that that's the outcome just like in this this competition we want to be in the uh, in the top six so we set our benchmark that that's, that's our goal we know our, but we you know we believe that now we go to, now we focus on one game at a time so you know we'll uh, regroup get back and um, and uh, you know check the injuries and have a have 
but you know, first time we've got an eight-day turnaround, um, which we're going to need with all the long travel we've had here, and then build nicely for Lower Rochelle. We want to kick this off uh, nicely and go one game at a time, and but certainly we we, we know where we want to get to. Look, you'll obviously know more after weekend, but Delahunt had a bit of a knock on the ankle. Just some of the knocks that have come through that game. Yeah, and while we mentioned Shane, I think that is a magnificent what a game. Has yeah. magnificent effort from a young man, and again, you know, the we brought him into pre-season early, and um, because we just knew we had the injuries uh, with the other guys and the boys have taken him in and you know and again he's worked and, and been part of the system so just when he one of the messages I always give is make sure when you get the opportunity you're ready to go and he, he he's been working there and and, and also I've got to give a special mention for Dave Heff you Off know bench, yeah. yeah I mean Dave did superb he nailed mm. his lineouts you know he was under a bit of pressure this week and and that's what you want guys to you know they have a hard day at the office to come you know put the work back in and come back so I'm pleased for both of those boys and um, you know there's it's they both got great futures the final two clips of audio this week. First of all, man of the match, Daryl Leader, after a superb performance. And then you'll hear from Connacht assistant coach Dan McFarland. Oh, it was a really technical win and one which he enjoyed immensely. Daryl Leader, man of the match. Uh, great performance, great great win for your team first and foremost though and uh, really, really had to dig in to win that match. Yeah, definitely. It's a very tough game and Chavisa are a really tough side at home so we had to grind it out there in the end and thankfully got the win in the end so happy enough we've been really been impressed with the way Connacht have figured teams out at half time today was the first day when you didn't really figure things out after half time what did you talk about at half time how did you fix it as the half wore on in the second half because they really were stalling Connacht's progress at every every turn yeah we just thought like we had to kind of try and stay in our systems and a few times like this very start of the game we ran the ball and we ended up knocking it on so we just said let's try and cut out our mistakes and just try and get our process going and systems and then hopefully try and break them down but in France Treviso they dig deep and they put us under serious pressure there near the end Is that the most kicks you've had to field in a game oh, for a long time? A lot yeah. A lot of kicks and were you, like, What was your thinking on that? Were you, were you starting to realise pretty early on that okay they're going to be kicking at me all day? Yeah like it was kind of a game plan to kind of run back at them because they do have a staggered kind of kick chase line so we decided to try and capitalise on it and thankfully it worked out a bit Once you take those first few kicks is that the way it works you start feeling really confident but by, by the end of the, the match you, you, were, you probably weren't even thinking about taking those kicks and you knew you'd get them Yeah pretty much like obviously your confidence is high it's kind of easy to play and you just kind of get, just get to catch the ball you just look up and try and run like and things kind of go your way when you're trying confidence high like so What were you seeing as you were running across that back line and, and like you were finding gaps in, in the defence you talked about their staggered defence were you spotting those holes or were you just, just going and just seeing what was there um, Kind of the wingers when I catch the ball the wingers try and talk to me and tell me where to like, go left or go right so okay. like, I got a few calls off Maddie and Donnie and need to, to go straight or do like a certain move or something so that kind of helped a lot and you get talked from your wings it really helps you to see where the space is like when you take it have you made up your mind already where you're going to go or does it happen as you're, you're hitting your full strike it happens as you go really like you just they tell you where to go and you just look up and make your own mind then whether to go with it or not listen I've watched you for goal regions and Connacht I don't think I've ever seen you as tired as when you went off that pitch today like in the, with 10 minutes to go you really did everyone was spent out there weren't they yeah it was a very tough game because like, the ball was in play a lot and there was just a lot of kicking back and forth and chasing so it's a very tiring game and I'd say it'd be a high GPS score anyway will you let yourself have a look at the league table tonight now and just uh, enjoy the fact that Connacht have had a really good start to this evening yeah definitely yeah. it's nice to be up near the top end of it anyway and hopefully we can stay there at the end of the season well done Dar. thank you Dan McFarland, and just because we've talked about a load of different elements of the game, I want to go in technical chat with you quickly. The lineouts, 
really important to this really important win and we'll talk about how important the win is in a second but those last few minutes kind of challenged in the lineups. this was a technical battle tonight you must be really proud of your forwards and how they dealt with them and how they disrupted and to see a game end with a turnover in a lineout. I think I think the lineout as a whole like um the last couple of weeks, up until this week, we've had um, we've had troubles at the line out, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, um, this week um, we worked hard on it during the week, um, and this week both hookers, uh, both Shane, who's a young fella, and Dave Heppen, and I thought were absolutely superb. Um, and it was a cornerstone of uh, uh, of the possession that we were able to win. But on top of that, um, we found uh, to tonight a bit of the mojo on the defensive line now that we had last year um, um, we had the best defensive line out in the league last year um, but so far this year we haven't really got it probably because there are a couple of new combinations and it takes a little bit of time to get used to um, stuff but we're back to it tonight because I think we sold maybe three or four line outs of theirs including the match winning one at the end um, just to finish it off so that was good and there was a call made on that um, they had a line out uh, so that they, they, they had the line out what was it 20 metres out from our line um, and uh, I asked the lads what they wanted to do and, and initially they said they wanted to stay down and, and then we had a, a, a bit of a nod and a wink at each other and we said right geez should we have a go for it um, and they said yeah let's let's have a crack off it uh, so they went for it and stole it and that was that was superb and fair play to them it was gutsy and it was good it's great great choice brilliant I'm curious to know how much of what they'd learned tonight and, and the mojo that they found is within a game figuring out the other team or is it just is it much bigger than that is it analysis is it, is it built over weeks oh no that's, that's, it's built over weeks yeah you've got to you've got to put together stuff over over a period of time um, in whatever element that is like for instance you know our, our scrum has been going really well this year um, but those lads have worked together uh, for a chunk of time and they continually work on that uh, you know, Hef has been new into the middle of the scrum this year. Uh, it took him the first uh, uh, little bit of pre-season to get a few nuances right. Mm. Uh, but now, brilliant and uh, superb. And we've tailored stuff and changed stuff as we go, go along. Um, the lo- the line-out is such a technical thing, requiring such exact um, uh, precision work that... For young hookers um, and new hookers like Dave Heaven, who's only been throwing for 18 months, um, that's really difficult. Mm. You know, um, people, you know, people look at him and, and sometimes, like over the last few weeks, and say, "Well, geez, Dave's not throwing the ball very well." Dave actually has a very good throw. Technically, he's a very good throw. Um, the issue for him is, is getting enough throws to specific targets into his bank so it becomes instinctual. Um, just like golfers, you know, um, golfers when they drive off the tee, um, they, they don't have to think about every process when they do it, it becomes instinctual. Um, they can repeat because they don't have to spend much much uh, um, conscious effort thinking about what they're trying to do. They don't. They know because they have rhythm. Um, and that's the same with the, with the hookers. So when you have young hookers, that's difficult. They need, to, they need to get through throws to do it. Unfortunately for us, because we've got three, uh, three of our hookers not, not available to us, you know, um, Hef's learning is done very fast and changed. And they've done a, uh, uh, you know, they're doing a marvellous job, the pair of them. 
I, I, I get to feel in tonight's type of game you enjoy more than most games. I, I know I know I grew up in Ballon Road rugby, so I certainly enjoy games yeah. like this. But like even just the little cameos, like Della Hunt's uh, uh, hook against uh, yeah. in, in the scrub against the head, and little moments like that last line out, or Willie Falloon clearing out a ruck that he had no yeah. right to clear, clear out. There could have been a penalty. Yeah. It was all about fine yeah, margins. It is it? E- exactly. Yeah, Robbie Wright. You know, I do enjoy the small small bits. There, within that game, there are some super pieces of play um, that not many people will pick up. You know, they just say, "Oh, geez, it was a tight." one um, without much uh, expansive rugby but but within that there, as you say there was a superb piece of play um, Robbie Henshaw made a carry at the end where he had to run back and pick the ball up and yeah. beat a tackle yeah. made three or four yards that was absolutely crucial to what we did absolutely crucial at that stage uh, it's a little bits of play like that a uh, 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 massive yeah and enjoyable to watch yeah enjoyable to watch not not the not the time i mean in retrospect they're enjoyable to watch what's the dv final question i said to Pasha, you know europe's coming up how do you keep the momentum going he says we're targeting getting to a final in that competition how do you how do you not switch off for a couple of weeks and change things around you can't again no 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 well, there's, there isn't switching off but a change is good as a rest yeah and that's always been the case you play you play Play your meat and drink, and then you get then you get your Europe, right? and you can enjoy it for the very fact that we're playing a French team. It's a different competition. Uh, there's a different emphasis. It just, things just change. It's always been the case. You know, when, when I first arrived in 2000, you know, yeah, you, 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 you play your interprovincial games, and then you, and then you then you play Bezier. You know, it's fantastic. You're playing Leinster, Munster, then you're playing Bezier. Then when you when you've done a bit of that, then you then then you're off to play for Galwegians against whoever it was. Those those changes in your season. Are Fantastic! It'll be the same for us next week. We'll sit down. We have the same process we go to go go, go through in the um, in the week. But 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 the the object of what we're looking at is slightly different. It's La Rochelle who are. I think hiring a special plane to shift their forward pack over because they weigh so much. <laughs> so that's the challenge, and you're just yeah. going to look at that and relish it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's a completely different challenge to, to, to ones that we face most most weeks. You know, their style of rugby is completely different. Well done. Thanks very much. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week with another podcast. La Rochelle visit the sports ground on Saturday at five o'clock, and on Sunday, Pontypridd are in the sports ground for the British and Irish Cup clash with Connacht Eagles. So we'll have audio and interviews from both games, and we'll have a little bit of a podcast in around both games as well. So hope you enjoy it. We'll be back next weekend. Thanks for listening.